Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where usually we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much, but not this week. Not not this episode. That's not what we're doing. Here's the situation. Uh, I have recently moved. Jordan's getting ready to move. Uh, It's con season. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, so rather than take uh, more skip weeks, because we've already taken a couple, and yeah. Jordan, I know you're tired of acting sorry. I am. I, my, my back is, is hurting from bending over and putting my arm on things. Uh, we thought we would do a couple of bonus episodes, filler episodes, episodes that exist outside of the normal timeline of the show, kind of like we do with uh, the Usagi's birthday specials. Uh, we discussed covering some different stuff. We discussed um, maybe talking about... Uh, the Sailor Moon soundtrack album, which Aiden got me last year for Christmas. Uh, but fortunately, something just recently happened that seemed like a good thing to talk about. So today, uh, we're going to be answering some listener questions, and then we're going to be talking about Moon Animate Makeup 2. This is the sequel to the fan-made animation project, where a bunch of different animators got together and each animated a single shot from uh, a Sailor Moon episode, and it's actually the uh, uh, the Clash of the Ten Warriors episode, the last appearance of uh, of Rubius, right? Is it the last appearance of Rubius? Does he get no, killed no, there? No, no, he gets killed much later. It's a really good episode, and it should have been the season finale of our. That's all I'm saying. It's it's a pretty good one. But before but, we talk about that, please. Well, I should also introduce our guest. Yes. No, of course. Before uh, we get to talking about that, that's my line, Jordan. <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest on the show, uh, Annie Creighton. Welcome back. How are you, Annie? I am delightful, gentlemen. I'm ready to talk about this uh, this very special episode. Excellent. Annie has been basically uh, sitting on a, a Skype call while Jordan and I are acting like we're just calling each other. <laughs> it's just catching up on stuff. So, Annie, thank you for putting up with that while we, we got started with the recording. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Wow. I just love listening to the melodious sounds of your voices. Oh, true. We are. We are very I am. I am very sonorous. Speaking of friends of the show and uh, things that people who love listening to the sounds of our voices can do. Nope. Nope. (laughs) No. Take that. Take that segue back to the shop, my friend. All right. Well, it didn't work out. You want to take want to take a pass at it? Uh, Yeah. How, How about this? Uh, speaking of sitting and waiting for things. <laughs> no, see, no. Not ideal. Not ideal. So what do you say before we get into uh, Moon Animate Makeup 2, we do some listener questions. You, me, and A. Sounds great. Cool. Uh, we put out a call a call for questions uh, just now, and we got, a, we got a bunch already, just tonight. So here we go. Uh, a guy named Jed Kite wants to know, why did Chris think these non-Jedite episodes were good? A whole season of no Jedite? He sounds like a really trustworthy guy. <laughs> uh, I guess humans are just into not Jedite these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. 
Okay, look, look. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. What? But it's not like it's just a whole season of non-Jedi episodes. There have been at this point roughly seventy non-Jedi episodes. And even still, he remains your favorite villain. I do love him. I do love him. Actually, who do you like better, Jedi or Queen Barrel? I mean, Queen. Like, I like Jedi because he does things. Like, so, Queen Barrel literally does not do it. Like, every all the affection I have for Queen Barrel is literally just headcanon. Would you Would you buy a Jedi uh, fig arts? Uh, yeah, I absolutely would. Okay, okay, awesome. And and when is anybody buying me my Jordite costume? I uh, that we talked about that a long time ago, and it still hasn't happened. I assume you were going to wear that on the cruise. <laughs> as soon as someone sends it to me. At Chiba of the Moon wants to know, if the Sailor Senshi and Batman traded places, would the Senshi make sure Gotham had a more secure prison? You know what this sounds like? <laughs> wow. It sounds like Andy, were you angry as well there? I hate mashups so much. Wow. What did it sound like yeah. to you, Chris? Sounded like a crossover. Sounded a whole lot like a crossover. Sounded like a lifetime ban. Wow. Banned. That's so harsh. Banned. I, I okay, just on a more theoretical level that has nothing to do with Batman or Gotham. I don't think putting five teenagers in charge of a prison is a great idea. How much attitude? Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> um, here, like the thing about we've talked about this before, like Japanese superheroics in general, like uh, at least the ones I'm familiar with, and and I realize that I'm familiar with, but a small slice, you know, Sailor Moon. Uh, and and Tokusatsu and Power Rangers and Kamen Rider, uh, like like none of the villains ever live. <laughs> there is no need for prison in the world of of Kamen Rider. Like you never need to ask, hey, where where does this werewolf that's also a uh, kitchen monster? Like how do we house this? How do we house this werewolf with an egg beater hand? Because uh, they always just get exploded and in Kamen Rider 71's case, thrown off a cliff. I mean, sometimes they apologize and say, I won't blow up a city ever again. But that's kind of it. Then they're good guys, though, right? Well, that depends on whether or not they open a makeup company. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what makes part of what makes Jedi special, too, is that he didn't get killed. So do you think they could, do you think they would just like moon heal all the villains to to make them not villains anymore? I mean, that's what they should do. That seems more I mean, like Sailor really... MO. This is really raising questions of the innate nature of evil and villainy and and the question of free will. Like, if the killing joke is to be believed, then I think Joker could be healed. Uh, the what? (laughs) The killing (laughs) joke? Not familiar with it. Is that new? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a a movie. It's a movie about uh, Batman and Batgirl uh, having uh, a relationship. (laughs) That sounds fake. It does. I know. That's crazy talk. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, here's another question. Uh, Gurgery, Gurgery Monkey Fist asks us, if two scouts switched bodies and then transformed, would they turn Ami into... The... What? Ami and Makoto. <laughs> okay. If Ami and Makoto switched bodies and then transformed, would they turn into the scout that corresponds to the body or to the soul? And then he, he expounds because Yusagi is Sailor Moon because she's the reincarnation of the moon pudding. So if she was in Ray's body, for example, would she turn into Sailor Mars because she's Ray outside or into Sailor Moon because she's Yusagi inside? Uh, okay, Annie, you've watched more Sailor Moon than than I have. Okay. Jordan, you have as well. Yes. Uh, in fact, you, you sent me an email last night with a 
I mean, look, I don't know if you want to post that cartoon, so maybe Jake can cut this all out, but you should definitely post that because it is delightful. Is there a body swap episode ever? Yes. There is? I don't remember this. Uh, It's in, uh, well, it's it's not between, uh, how spoilers can we go here? Uh, It's it's towards the end of of, uh, Super S. It's before the final stuff goes down with the Dead Moon Circus, but it is when we figure out exactly what's going on with the horse boyfriend. Okay. Is this? It's not ringing a bell, but I mean. I'm sorry, did you say the Dead Moon Circus? <laughs> Chris has never heard of the Dead Moon Circus before. Yeah, there's I not. Circuses happen. It's fine. Evil circuses, clowns. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I is can't it wait. For... Is it two scouts who switch bodies? It's Usagi and uh, I mean, do, do you want me to say which scout it yeah, is? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's Chibi Usa. Oh Jesus! And okay. uh, well, wait, wait, wait. I take that back. It's not a body swap, but they swap ages. Okay. And All apparently, right. well, that's, that's actually though. in the manga too. But that's but that's different because swapping ages is different. You're right. You're so right. I, be... I, I take that back. It's a, it's an age swap, but not necessarily a body swap. My theory is on the question. I'm gonna say, should I use his example or yours? I'm gonna say Amy in Makoto's body would turn into Sailor Mercury. The the giantess that is Sailor uh, Jupiter would transform into Sailor Mercury because. Again, because it's magical and it's about who they're the reincarnation of, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, well, you know what? But maybe not. Now that I've said it, I don't even know if I believe it. Now you're getting into some some real religious discussions there about the about the true nature of the body and the soul, right? Because well, the think other thing it would make I think it would make more sense. Okay, if Ami and Makoto switch bodies as Ami and Makoto, I think it would make more sense for. Makoto in Ami's body to still become Sailor Jupiter. And she would just be like Sailor Jupiter with blue hair and, and you know, like an outfit that doesn't quite fit. Yeah, now that I've said uh, it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But wait, it would I, be a better episode if, you know, Makoto transformed and was Sailor Mercury and had to fight using Sailor Mercury's attacks and had like the, the computer and the visor. Okay, wait. Like, so that would be a more fun episode to watch. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, I have something here. Please, uh, please. This isn't Sailor Moon. This is this is Precure. Uh, because when Glitter Force came out, John and I sat down to watch Smile Precure, which is what Glitter Force is a, is a weird dub of. And there is a body swap episode there where the main Precure girl swaps bodies with the mascot character. And then the mascot character in the girl's body can't transform, but the girl in the mascot's body can transform into a Precure. That's okay. So this is the, this is the new question. Then this is the new question: If uh, Sailor Moon, if Usagi, and Luna swapped bodies because Luna is apparently a people, <laughs> then when when Sailor Moon, when Usagi transformed, she would turn into a cat wearing Sailor Moon's outfit. Yes, that's See, what Precure said would happen. But this is after Sa- but Precure is after Sailor Moon. That's a real toughie. Oh man, is that tough? Because I, mean, I want to see all of these stories, by the way, yeah. as opposed to the version where Luna uh, in Usagi's body is able to transform and is just the best, most efficient Sailor Moon ever. Oh, she would destroy everything. Yeah. 
She would be too keep her mind on Sailor Moon. Yeah, exactly. She would. She would so punt good. Artemis into the next county. <laughs> she wouldn't eat, sleep, or take the easy way out. The real answer is okay. Here, so so here's the answer. You know what? The real answer is the whichever one would make a good story. So in a, in a situation where it's Sailor Moon and Mars, or it's two of the Scouts, let's say, I would say you're gonna want them to transform into the wrong Scouts. You're gonna want Usagi. As Sailor Mars going, I don't understand how this stuff works. And you're going to want. Tripping over her high heels. Right, exactly. Each other's like like intonation things for their magic attacks. Right, right. Screwing up the words. And you're going to want, or you're going to want, yeah, uh, Lita. Well, sorry. Lita using the little computer going, "Ah, this isn't what I am used to. Um, Okay, so who would you want in whose body? Because I think think Makoto and I, I think the whole cast has to switch. Okay. So I think Makoto. Are we including and... Darian or no? Uh, yes. Darian switches with. Uh, I wow, she's so uninteresting. I actually forgot her name. Mina. Venus. Uh, what? Minako. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> well, no, 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 it's a okay. six-person switch. So, so they're gonna. It's like gonna be no, a round it's, robin. It's a. It's an eight-person switch. Oh no! Oh, Who God. else? Because it's five right. scouts, two cats, and, oh, and tuxedo mask. Oh, no. So what it is, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. Usagi and Luna switch. Then the, the two couples, I think, switch. So, which is not like like Minako as, as Sailor what? Mars isn't as interesting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've already screwed it up. The two couples can't <laughs> switch. No, the two couples, oh, Minako and Rei and Makoto and Ami. Uh, no, and here's why I don't like that, though. Because I want I want Jupiter to end up as Tuxedo Mask. No, no, Jupiter. I think I think seeing Jupiter try and use the computer is is a funny enough scene that we hold on to it, and then it's Artemis and uh, Mamoru who switch. So Mamoru is insufferable. <laughs> so you've got you've got Artemis and Luna as Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yes, but at the same time, I'm a good writer, Jordan. Except I feel terrible for poor Mamoru because whoever gets put into Artemis's body is the loser, the grand loser. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I put Mamoru in it because he's already a loser. I think I want I want Makoto to be Tuxedo Mask. I think she'd be a kick-ass Tuxedo Mask. But she's already a kick-ass. Like she's already a, like it's not a fun story if she's a kick-ass uh, Tuxedo Mask. It's funny if she's like you know. Yeah, but like, wait, wait, no. Think about good. this the other way around. Mamoru has to try walking around in those cute little heel boots. He doesn't know how to walk in heels. He doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> All right, and also, that's true. This? He's the opposite yes. of Makoto, who can do anything. How about yeah. this? Here, here. I'll make I'll make it work for you. We'll we'll put uh, Mamoru and we'll swap uh, Makoto and Mamoru, and then we'll swap. Ami and uh, Usagi, and then you can just redub all the love scenes as uh, Makoto and Ami. Usagi and... doesn't know how to use computers. It is canonical. <laughs> then you can take any picture of the of of Usagi and Mamoru and just turn it into brain swapped Makoto and Ami. Okay, what I think we really need to get at here is that there should absolutely be a body swap episode, and that there isn't is a failing on the part of Sailor Moon. Now, but if it's not a, a swap. Out, inside the Sailor Scouts, then I want it to be the opposite. So, for example, if Usagi and Shingo got their brains swapped, then you want Usagi as Shingo to transform, for sure. Yes. Uh, Stranger James is asking us another question. He says, uh, do you think the reason you guys remember liking this season is because you watched them with friends and friendship is the secret? 
I mean, that's very possible. I mean, I watched, you know, I've talked on the show before about Sailor Moon having a, a, a big place in my relationship. And I did watch these episodes with Aiden. So miracle romance. <laughs> it's true. It's a miracle romance. Actually, Stranger James has another question, which is a way more serious question. If Chris and Jordan discovered they had a kid from the future, what would this kid look like and be like? And that would be very interesting. <laughs> and his follow up was, is that kid come back from the future? J.J. Mason. Okay, well, um, hmm. no, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. I've never met his parents. Jake has never pulled a gun on me or <laughs> not... surprised me in the bathtub. The, uh, could... uh, those are your two cues that someone is your child? He could probably pull off that hairstyle, though. Uh, Jordan, that's what Chibiusa does on the show that we watch every week. I know, but if that's what you use remember, to identify the show we watch every week. your child, uh, that would be awkward for your future. Yeah, didn't, didn't someone Jordan, draw a picture is, of Jake? Actually, yeah. Um, uh, I believe uh, Shannon drew uh, Jake as Chibusa in that uh, in that picture. But that's not quite right because I'm I'm Luna and you're Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so and they do not have children from the future. Well. Not Whoa. together. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. I don't know. I guess I guess that like your most identifying feature, Jordan, is that mustache. Oh, I remember uh, the first time, not the first time, but one of the first times we talked on Twitter, you were like, why does your avatar have a uh, what did you call it? A Dr. Mindbender, Mr. Mindbender mustache dr mindbender Mindbender. there's no mr mindbender in (laughs) before he got his doctorate and i was and you were like is that a joke like is that and i was like no that's that's my mustache you're like no i live this lifestyle (laughs) i'm this every day it's all true what's your defining characteristic uh probably these sick guns oh god right right sure i don't know what what is it? You you know what I look like. Your love of Batman. You wear it on your sleeve. Is, the, For is that hereditary? <laughs> if it is, it might have skipped a generation. I like Renee Montoya. Does that count? Jason Ibrahim uh, asks us, if the Scouts could fuse a la Steven Universe, who would be the most potent combination? I wonder what Chris is going to say <laughs> to this question. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Ami and Makoto. I think you're going to say the Mercury-Jupiter uh, electric bubbles. Oh, how did you know? Annie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any thoughts? Well, I mean, as we know, it seems like the more stable a fusion, the better the relationship. So, I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't wouldn't burning love be more more awesome? What like like uh, Ray and Minako? Yeah, I mean that, that's fair. And there's a there's an awful lot of textual support for that one too. <laughs> now, see, this is the this I think is where we need to to quiz Jordan real quick. Uh-oh. Now, one of the mini shows within the show that we have had is uh, your journey through Steven Universe. Now, have you kept up at all? No. Oh, it's really good, Jordan. I haven't watched it in a long time. Let me go. Let me. It's let me. So good. Let me see if I can tell where I where I was, uh, where I stopped. What fusions could, can we even talk about? Yeah, I don't do you know. Even that. know about fusions? Yes, yet? I know about fusions. I do lift, bro. 
Um, <laughs> Steven Universe. Let's see. If I go to Steven Universe, it should tell me what episode to watch next. So let's see what it says. Is, is all you want to do see somebody turn into a giant woman? A giant woman? I've seen oh, that. Uh, season me. one, episode 34, Watermelon Steven, is the next episode that it tells me I should oh. watch. That's like that's from like the 80s. That's how <laughs> old that is. It's from season one. There are only two seasons available on Hulu. That's like, you gotta catch up, bro. Bro? There are you gotta se- catch up. There are 74 episodes available on Hulu. Listen, you're going to be doing a lot of packing and a lot of getting stuff ready to move this weekend. So what you need to do is just oh. hit play on that. We're actually moving this weekend. Like, we're starting to move on Saturday. Do you have your stuff packed? No. <laughs> what are you doing? I started packing like four weeks before I was moving. <laughs> no, oh we've God. been packing stuff. We're just not done. Anyway. This, this is very upsetting. What do you want me to do? Pack or watch Steven Universe? Make up your mind. Yes. You can do both. You do not pack with your eyes. Yes, I pack with my eyes. I have a telekinesis, but I have to like be looking at the thing. Jordan? Yes? Do you think this is a fucking game right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I have a question for you. Uh, it's from Corey Norris, and it is, it's not a crossover question, although it does involve non-Sailor Moon stuff. Rank the following. Randy Orton, Barry Allen, the Toyota Corolla, and Minako Aino. <laughs> Okay, this is based on a conversation that I have with Matt Wilson on my other podcast, War Rocket Ajax, where we talked about how there are certain things that are just the standard unit of that thing. Like, uh, like uh, the Toyota Corolla is like a car that is one standard unit of car. Barry Allen, one standard unit of superhero. No- nothing more to him, nothing less. Randy Orton just cut me off a length of wrestler, which would make Minako the standard basic unit of Sailor Scout. Which makes sense because she was the original Sailor Scout. Yeah, I mean, like, and and look, we did not, these were not all, like, unflattering comparisons. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not bad. Like, I, I look, if somebody gave me a Toyota Corolla, I would be perfectly happy with that. Sure. Uh <laughs> But yeah, but okay, Mina so, is the template for the Sailor Scout. Yeah, she was she was Sailor V, and and I know we're real hard on Minako, and I don't think we are wrong in that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember. Uh, is, is Mina's not your favorite? Is she? <laughs> okay. Hell no. Good to know. <laughs> There are those who swear by her, and I don't know uh, what they see. Well, they see later episodes is what they see, but still. Yeah, I mean, like, look, the first two seasons of the the 92 anime do not do Mitako any favors. Uh, it, it is not the fault of the character. And and like I said, like, I, I love Codename Sailor V. And I know that, like, in the future, we're going to get some good stuff about Mina. We actually got uh, uh, tweets a couple days ago from uh, James Gibson saying that in his that he seems to feel in the last couple seasons her personality becomes the horny one. She does want to well, have a boyfriend. And he, I guess and he that's sent something us a to look forward to. Yeah, he sent us a picture of her nose bleeding. Oh uh, well, that that'll do it then. I would say if I had to rank those things, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Orton at the bottom, Barry Allen in next to last place, then the Toyota Corolla, and then Minako at the top. 
You like Sailor Venus more than a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, look, I'll like, I'll watch an episode with Mina. I'll, if, like I said, if somebody gave me a Corolla, it would, I would take it. I'll watch a Randy Orton match if I have to. I'll read some Barry Allen comics. Sure. What's your standard unit of Tokusatsu? <sighs> that one's tough. I mean, isn't uh, it just like Red Ranger? There's so many. Well, no. I, okay, it would have to be like that's that's too broad because it would have to be a power rangers show it would have to be it would have to be a a show it's red man (laughs) yeah it's red man okay is it or is it not tommy oliver for american tokusatsu no because tommy's like cool is he like (laughs) well he's got a ponytail jake get in on this if you want to uh tommy I've written about this a lot. Like Tommy's Japanese counterpart, Barai, uh, is always lives, isolated right? from the other. What's that? He lives, right? Oh, no. Barai dies he in does? the episode called Barai Dies. Why didn't they tell me? Oh, it, it surprised us all. <laughs> uh, his Japanese counterpart, Barai, is always apart from the other Z-Rangers. Uh, like he literally has a grand total of like eight hours to live for the entire series. So he has to keep go- retreating into this. Uh, weird little dimension where time has stopped. So you never see him hanging out or like showing up in the middle of the fight. He only shows up at the climax. So the way the American show deals with that is they're just like, like Tommy's a, a, an idiot. <laughs> like Tommy's always like, oh, I guess I should take off my communicator watch and go do some fucking sick sword tricks behind this bush for a little while. <laughs> but but the, the flip side of that is that you see Tommy doing sick sword tricks behind bushes all the time and it's rad. Okay, I think we've got off topic. <laughs> I would I would say of the, like of the original cast, like yeah, Jason is the most generic. Yeah, yeah. But but I think of the shows, I think like the the most standard Power Rangers show, like for good or ill, like the one that's like you know ticks off all the boxes in the formula, is probably like Jungle Fury, which I do like quite a bit. But it's like, yep, here we are. Was that except there's that only one, three rangers? Gal Ranger. Uh, you know they run around yes. on all fours and they have like Sometimes. a whole bunch of animal swords. Yeah, they've got the uh, they've got the like like wetsuit style suits. Yeah, it's the, no no belt or anything. Yeah. Gow. Hey, I got another question. You want another one? Yeah, let's do what. Let's do one more and then we'll talk about movement animate makeup. All right, our good friend uh, Siobhan asks. Do you, do you think there's a food that Usagi doesn't like, or is such a thing impossible? Oh, well, you know what? Nothing. Don't they list their least favorite foods in the uh, role-playing <gasps> book? I think you might be right. We can get we can get canon on this shit. Weird, uh, weird American, North American canon, anyway. I mean, nobody likes natto. I don't know what that is. It's like bean sprouts, but like, they're, they're, I don't even know. That's just like, that's that's the gross food that I've heard described in the same way that one describes like... Bubble and squeak. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, well, it's a British food, so you can bet that it's some kind of animal stomach lining that has been boiled in something and filled with something else. <laughs> Fine. All right. All right. Let's see. We have here Sailor Moon. That's the one. Uh, favorite food? Ice cream. Sure. Least favorite food? Are you ready for some irony? Yes. Carrots. Carrots. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as you said irony. Carrots are fine. Now, I'm not like a super huge fan of carrots, but I will say, like, did you know Brussels sprouts and lima beans are delicious? Brussels sprouts are great. Brussels uh, sprouts are awesome. Asparagus is like super tasty. 
Brussels sprouts, uh, there's a – oh, you know what? Uh, you know when I really started learning to like Brussels sprouts? Because, uh, again, I, I, as, a, as a young person, I was a very picky eater, and I still am. But there are a lot of vegetables I didn't eat as a child because I was a jerk. Um, and so I'm trying to broaden my horizons, although it's not easy. Uh, the first time I had Brussels sprouts and liked them was at the Jean-Claude Van Damme Marathon, which we've mentioned before, uh, when I had the Muscles from Brussels sprout pizza. <laughs> Kids, like the foods that kids stereotypically don't like are delicious. And I don't know if that's because your your palate literally changes as you grow older or if it's that kids are bad at eating things. I mean, have you ever because, tried listen, to give a kid a pizza? Uh, I, I haven't. Usually when I have pizza, it's for me. If you ever <laughs> tried to like have a, get a kid a, kid a pizza, they're going to scream if it's not just cheese with like maybe pepperoni. No, I will say as a child... I didn't like when I got like a hamburger, I didn't like anything on it, including yeah. cheese. Yeah. And I wow. still don't like I still don't like condiments on it. I don't like really? mayonnaise or, or ketchup or mustard. I, I, I eat mustard on hot dogs sometimes, but it has to be like good mustard. It has to be like the, the not the not the yellow French's mustard. I'm not into that. Like Golden's mustard. Uh, I like Kremarchik's oh, from right. Minneapolis. Aiden brought me some of that. Uh, just for the record, here's the other favorite uh, and least favorite foods. Mercury, uh, favorite food, sandwiches, a very broad category. What? Yeah, that's cheap. That's not even like a hamburger. That's saying you just like bread with crap on it. You know what? It's Amy. She overthought it. <laughs> no, here, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Sandwiches, that's a one hand food. Yeah. You, you eat a sandwich with one hand. You, you have a book or a pen in your other hand doing homework. It's a math book. Let's be honest. It's a math book. Uh, and what is a math book but a sandwich of knowledge? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Least favorite food is yellowtail tuna for Ami. What? I didn't like fish when I was little either. That's odd. Uh, but I do now. Yeah, that's really uh, random. She goes from a giant category of food. I, I, my favorite food? Probably carbs. My least favorite food? Uh, this <laughs> very certain squid dish. Like, what? <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Like, she's fine with Aki <laughs> tuna steaks, but Yellowtail, just throw it out. Sailor Mars, Rehino. Uh, her favorite food is fugu, the blowfish that must be prepared properly or you will die. Jesus, okay. You don't know about fugu? There was a Simpsons no, episode about it. I, no, I know about it. It's just crazy that Sailor Mars <laughs> says that's her favorite food. Uh, her least favorite food, canned asparagus. I mean, canned asparagus is kind of gross. Very specific. Yeah. Asparagus Uh, is pretty good. Favorite foods for Sailor Jupiter? Cherry pie and meatloaf. Oh. You can't have two. Okay, well, Annie, I need you to to not get mad, because Makoto's least favorite food, Uh none. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not how this works. No. You have to pick. Even if it's sandwiches, you have to pick. Um, well, she's not going to say sandwiches are her least favorite food. That would offend Amy. <laughs> that must be well, what she, it is. She could also say yellowtail to yellowfin tuna. <laughs> I actually had a friend who who did not like sandwiches, and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "No, That's yeah." Ridiculous. I, like, I was like, he's just like, "I don't know, I don't like it." And it's like, "What?" Jordan, stop being friends with that person. <laughs> When I was really little, I didn't like that many sandwiches uh, until I got older and I actually realized, oh, mayonnaise is actually good and it makes these sandwiches not dry and horrible. I, for me, it, it's the opposite. Uh, See, I don't like mayonnaise at all. Yeah, I had to which, learn that I, that mayonnaise was ruining 
some sandwiches for me. Aiden does not approve. (laughs) Aiden does not approve of me not liking mayonnaise. I I was like, yeah, I don't buy mayonnaise because I don't eat it in anything. And she was like, well, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, I I like, I don't like it. Um, Wait, are we we short of scout? I was going to say we're short of scout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minako's favorites. Minako's got three favorites. Oh my uh, god! Gyoza, ramen noodles, and curry. You okay. freaking try hard. Uh, least favorite food: shiitake mushrooms. Sure. More importantly, uh, what's Mamoru's favorite foods and least favorite foods? Chocolate. And again, none. No least favorite food. He's adventurous. What? Because <laughs> uh, here you go. Here you go, Annie. Uh, Sailor Uranus. Favorite food: salad. Uh huh. Uh, least favorite food is natto, ah. which, according to this book, is fermented soybeans. Yeah, How, it's gross. Oh, yeah. That is supposed to be disgusting. Yeah, I've heard about that, actually, now that you have fermented soybeans I've heard of. So uh, how about everybody present? Favorite food? Gosh, probably probably some nachos. I like Mexican food a lot. Burritos. Tacos. Uh, least favorite food? Um, like a fish sandwich. Like like the like the McFish. That's why I didn't think I liked fish. Fish sticks, I think, would be my least favorite. It's called a fishamajig. No, no, no. Wait, where's a fishamajig from? Is that's that's not McDonald's, is it? I don't think so. No, I think it's just like a McFish. Any favorite food? Least favorite food? Oh, Friendlies uh, has see. the fishamajig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if we're going by like comfort food, then probably my go-to would be just like good classic macaroni and cheese. Uh, Ooh, I like a good mac and cheese. Yeah. Least favorite beets on principle. I've never had one. Wow, on principle. I'm not okay. super into beets myself. When uh, when I was little, my uh, my older brother uh, would notice would be like Annie, eat a beet. No, I don't want to eat a beet. And this continued for so long that eventually it just became a recurring a recurring joke. So I have refused to eat beets on principle. Nice. I like that kind of stubbornness. <laughs> Jordan? Um, well, normally I say my favorite food is uh, Slurpees, but people always get mad at me and say that's a drink. Um, that's – there's <laughs> so much wrong with that. It's certainly there's not so good for me that I think. That. Oh, my God. What, what, what do you think is wrong with what I just said? And, and how can you – how old are you? Five. <laughs> Damn it, Oh, sorry. Yes, 905. How much food have you had in your life? Lots. Where you're like, you know, if you've I, think, I think the best thing I've ever had is a Slurpee. They bring me the most joy. Ugh. And if you don't, if okay. you refuse to count them as a, as a food, then I will go right now with crab legs because I do love crab legs. Oh, yeah. Not in crab legs. Not in shellfish. Least favorite food, definitely onions. They are the worst. That's they fair. ruin all foods that they're in. Nobody Every time we go them. to a Panera, they always stick red onions in everything, and I don't understand why. Well, now that Chris, like, hates us. Now, caramelized onions. Nope. Yes. Nope. I, somebody tried that on me, and they go, it tastes like candy. And I'm like, no, it tastes like oh, onions. God, no, of course it doesn't. It tastes like onions. It tastes like candy. I'm... Mm, I mm. closest thing to an onion that I would like is a funion, and I don't really like those, but they're okay, I guess. <laughs> I I am I am losing my mind here. How are you alive? I'm barely alive. Slurpees okay, and crab legs. Yeah, crab legs are Slurpees great. And, 
together. And, and, and sometimes a Funyun if there's nothing else. No, no, no. I would never seek out a Funyun. I'm saying if you forced me to eat something close to an onion, I'd be like, let's go with Funyun. I don't even like green onions, uh, scallions. They are awful, hideous, hideous. Okay, let's talk about Moon Anime Makeup. <laughs> before, before Chris has a complete breakdown. I th- yeah, I think he's going to do that. Now, uh, I don't think we'll talk about this too terribly long uh, yeah. for a couple reasons. First of all, it's uh, very visual. Uh, and second of all, it is based on an episode that we have discussed before. Um, if you're not familiar with Moon Animate Makeup, the idea is that a, a bunch of animators uh, got together and did a new version of a classic Sailor Moon episode. Um, the first one was for, uh, what was it, Fractious Friends was the American yeah. name of it, because they used the deke dub. Yes. Basically, everyone would be given a, I think it's a single shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime the camera moves... Or the angle changes, or anytime there's, there's a, a zoom in. Anytime there's a cut, uh, they would just... That's what you have to animate. You have between every cut. For the new one, the follow-up project, and, and I think Moon Anime Makeup came out maybe two years ago? Maybe I think it, yeah. For the new one, they did a follow-up project called Moon Anime Makeup 2, of course. And it is based on episode 68 of Sailor Moon R... Uh, which is uh, the Clash of the Ten Warriors episode. It's the big the big one where they fight the Spectre Sisters and Rubius. Now, we talked about this. It's episode 68 of Sailor Business. We had Lisa Patillo on the show. And it's it's the one that you might remember. The first thing you see is that weird jacked-up rabbit. There's so many things in watching it that I was like, oh, my God, it's that one. Oh, my God, it's that one, too. Oh, my God, it has yeah. that, too. Yeah, it is really obvious why they chose this one, because it is a genuinely great episode. It's really fun. Like I said, they change animators every cut. So you should absolutely go watch it. It is on YouTube. And if you have annotations on, it'll actually show you the name of whoever is doing the animation at the time. Uh, and there are some really, really cool shots in this. Don't Now, do we want to talk about anything that happened in this episode, Annie? I mean, it does have my favorite characters, Catface, Meowers, and Sexy Elsa. It does. It it has them. Okay, here's the moments in this show where you're like, oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. It's It's the the P episode. It's the P episode, the one where I got so goddamn mad at Chibiusa. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the one with the wedding dream sequence. It's the one where uh, Catface Meowers and Sexy Elsa talk, like, casually about murdering a child. Yeah, where she's in the middle of the stairs and they're walking down the stairs and up the stairs, respectively. Yeah. It's the one with that fucking hot dance track mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, during the big fight scene. And it's the one where, like, all the, the scouts fight all the uh, the Ayakashi sisters and Rubius at the it's same time. It's also where we get it, like, confirmed for the first time uh, that there's at least somebody who looks a whole lot like Sailor Moon in the future. Right. It's a big deal episode, which, again, is, is a good reason for them to have... Uh, to have adapted this one to the Moon Animate makeup style. It's really, really fun. I love I love the episode. Did I, I kind of want to go back and listen to that episode to be like, God, I hated this one. <laughs> like, was I grumpy at the time? Uh, at Chibiusa? Yes. Yeah, oh, but okay. I think... Well, yes. I think it was one that you liked because you did like the giant battle. Yes. Jordan, do you have any, any thoughts you want to get into about the content of the episode itself before we start talking about Moon Animate Makeup? Um, 
No, I mean, again, like like I said, I just kept being like, oh, wow, oh, wow. Like every time something new happened because so many things happen in this episode. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's super good. And the adaptation of it is like very, very visual because what they do is they take the soundtrack from the episode, like not just the songs, but the actual sound of the episode and just animate new stuff under it. So let's talk about mood animate makeup real quick. Did you have a favorite part? And Annie, we'll start with you. Oh, shoot. You know, honestly, there's one little bit right in about the middle where it's in the in the actual episodes. It's a still frame of Usagi reacting to like, oh, man, I guess Rini's life really does suck. And they're overhearing this and uh, it, they just do one of those things where she sort of blinks, but her eyes do it in different sequences. So it's like blonk blonk. And I'm a real sucker for those. And it's, it, I, I just, I really love, like, anytime they do something really creative with, like, the still shots. Yeah. Jordan, did you have any favorite moments? Well, I'm, I'll go with, I mean, it's hard to think of super specific ones because there was so much. I mean, so many of the shots, when, when you just say every time there's a cut, it's a different animator, mm-hmm. people might, might not realize that we're talking about, like, sometimes seconds. Like, sometimes it's just a boom, boom, boom. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, like, I think there's, like, five different animators in Sailor Moon's transformation sequence. Right. Um, which should give you an idea. But two two standout things. One is, first of all, and this is sort of lame because it's not part of the story, but both of the eye catches were so awesome. They're yeah. so good. They're the so eye catches good. were so cute. <laughs> they were really well done. And, um, and then the other thing is I'm constantly watching it, looking out for awesome Lunas. And there were some really awesome Lunas. That's what I was going to say is is my favorite thing about this, actually. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, this episode has you know, another really good reason to choose this episode for a project like this. It's got so many characters in it. And yeah. there's a lot of all the characters in it. There's a lot of Chibiusa. There's a lot of Usagi. But there's also all of the Spectre sisters. There's Rubius. Shingo makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. And the cats. Mm-hmm. And everybody... Draws these cats so differently. There's like there's some that are like really realistic cats. There's some that are really cartoony cats. There's one person. Um, it's right at a. Uh, it's Gen- Genevieve Demers is the the name of the animator, uh, and it's right at the 12 minute mark where Luna and Artemis are just like blobs. Yeah, but they're like really really cute blobs. Mm-hmm. All the different interpretations of Luna and Artemis in this are really really great. And, you know, that also kind of goes for the Luna Ball, too. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, you get to see really cool stuff like people will add like a diversity of body types to the scouts. You know, it's it's always it's always nice to see. There's one person who gets like a really short. I think it's like maybe a two or three second scene. So if you really want to see, it, you've kind of got to freeze frame it. And, uh, you know, Makoto's black and Ami's got glasses on and is a little a little rounder than the others. Like it's really it's really cool to see people's different takes on Sailor Moon, especially one that we're this familiar with. There was also a shot I loved where uh after I I, I was it was it Katsy where um where Rini flips off Katsy, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right as she's running away. <laughs> it was pretty great. Rini uh, Rini flips the bird uh, a couple times in, in this episode, which is pretty pretty great. Yeah, 
Yeah. What's really like my favorite thing about this project and the last one is, like you were saying, just how much you have people that play with the model. Uh, you've got some people that go like really, really like anime, really authentic with it, that absolutely show that they love the way that the art looks and the way the characters go. And then there's the ones who just do completely the other direction, their own version of it, their own take, and everything right. ends up looking really great. There was yeah. a couple of shots towards the beginning where I was going, I was really impressed at how well they did the mouth syncing. Yeah. Where I was like, wow, they're like really making them say all those words, like in a way that Sailor Moon characters don't usually do. Yeah, <laughs> they never like, have wow. the budget for the whole lip flap. So like right. because there's just people doing a couple seconds of it, it's it's always like really on model. Yeah, and and to what you were saying, Annie, there's somebody at the beginning does like a uh, a Fiona and cake with uh, yeah. with Sailor Moon and Luna, uh, which is you know a very stripped down version. And then at about eighteen fifty, you get uh, Rodrigo Ibora, who does a like it's a tight shot of Sailor Moon's face, but he, uh, they add back in all of the details on the costume that were stripped out for the animation. So she's got the you know the wings in her in her hair, and she's got the the complicated necklace uh, or earrings and the additional gems on her her choker. It's like a really it's really great to see everybody taking on different styles for uh for this don't they do uh rubius uh as a dragon ball character at one point he's Vegeta a couple a lot. Of people who do dragon ball pretty fun there's a lot of little easter eggs in there too like uh at some point there's like in the rainy flashback uh there's an artist who drew her hugging a doll of sans uh the skeleton dude from undertale uh, towards the beginning, when like Rini's under the under the blankets before they discover that she wet the bed, like the blanket shuffle, and there's like a there's like a Mario and a Pikachu silhouette that all that both pop up from there. It's it's really fun to see what people just kind of snuck in while they were also doing the the actual stuff. Oh yeah, and in the wedding uh, dream, like in the background, it's all Pokemon. Uh, whoever edited they put in like ghastly and wobbuffet it's all team rockets pokemon too which is pretty funny wobbuffet and victory bell um there's also one where sailor moon's uh accessories are all dicks so you really gotta really gotta freeze frame it if you want to see that one i missed that one yeah it's her earrings and the the gem on her tiara are just straight up dicks There's also one there's also some mixed media in here too. Like uh there's one person who for an exterior shot of the house actually like they actually crocheted a whole like that that exterior shot. Uh it's it's like really early. Who was that? It's so much fun. It really is. Yeah, it's really it, it's clever and it's beautiful and just really well done. Uh and absolutely you you should go watch it. Also, some great interpretations of wise men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is also the one where we find out that the Sailor Scouts are in the future, um, uh, protecting the city. Mm-hmm. That's why. Uh, that's why they can't take over Crystal Tokyo in the future. It's like so much, so so many it's things. A, it's a fun one to watch again. And also, I really love uh, the, the one thing I don't like about it. I will tell you this. I don't like that they didn't use the Deke dub. Uh, I'm trying to remember how the Deke dub was for this one. I mean, they were trying to just change it up. They did the Deke dub last time. I know, but I was like really looking forward because you watch the Deke ones, but I don't have them. So I was really looking forward to seeing the Deke dub of this episode. Well, I mean, then you'd miss out on that sweet, sweet bedwetting action. 
Uh, I was, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm, I, I was like, I was actually listening to the Sailor Biz episode earlier today to like refresh myself. And uh, Jordan, I think you were saying that like they cut out a whole bunch of uh, of the beginning of that episode because you know I guess well it's probably best to not have a character peeing as like the main thing in that episode. Yeah, with a zoom in. Yeah. Even. Uh, one other big thing about not doing the American version, and, and I know I'm complaining about this beautiful, complicated, fan-made project that I watched Amazing. for free, but if they don't do the Deke version, we don't get a Sailor Moon Says. Well, and I really true. wanted to see these uh, animators do a Sailor Moon Says. Did we get one last time? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, surely we did. I mean, let me let me check while we're talking. Here's Here's another thing that we should look into, Chris, that you and I should look into. We should try mm-hmm. to get the person who spearheaded this project onto our show. That is an excellent idea. And uh, if anybody w- knows how we can do that. Uh, well, I'm on her Tumblr. Her name is Caitlin Sullivan. And if, if she's listening to this, please reach out to us. But uh, if not, we'll have to try to see if we can find contact info. There actually is a Sailor Moon Says in the original nice. Moon Animate makeup, uh, but I think it only uses the footage from earlier in the episode oh, in okay. the way that Sailor Moon Says does. Typically, yeah. But this one would have been a completely different Sailor Moon Says, right? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't know if you want to go I back. think this was in the era where we had the recycled Sailor Moon Says, so they would have had to do more animation. Maybe. Uh all right, so with that, absolutely go watch this. Uh, just search for Moon Animate Makeup uh, in YouTube. Both of them pop up. And uh, we'll put links to them in the show notes for this Aww. episode. Work. I say we. I mean Jordan will do it because I don't do nothing. I just answer the emails. But that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for joining us for this little bonus episode, filler episode. I hope this was a good time for everybody who likes to listen to the show. If you'd like to hear us maybe do more of these, uh, then let us know. Or if you just want us to take skip weeks so we don't clog things up while we're getting through the uh, the main timeline, let us know that too. Uh, maybe be nice about it. <laughs> don't, don't be jerks. Don't be like, no, I don't want to hear you answer questions and hand out lifetime bans all the time. Well, you know what? If that's true that you don't want that, it's, they're going to be easy to skip because it won't say episode 88. It'll say, like, bonus episode. So if you don't like the bonus episodes, you don't have to listen to them. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if, if people don't want the bonus episodes, we also don't have to show up and do them. Well, sure. <laughs> and Jake gets to sleep for a weekend uh-huh. instead of doing all this. Yes. Uh, so before we let you go, Annie, can you tell everyone where they can find you and your fantastic podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Tumblr at Annie's Art. That's Annie like a Charizard at the end. Uh, I am also the one of the co-hosts for two podcasts, uh, The Gem Jam, which is a lot like this one, but about gem and the holograms. Uh, it's an episode by episode recap podcast. That's our main podcast. We do that every week on Sundays at The Gem Jam. Our Twitter for that is Gem Jam Cast. We also do about every six weeks a podcast called I Will Fight You, where we talk about stuff that tends to be about uh tends to be about movies but uh we've covered things like jupiter ascending uh we've talked about dragon riders of pern our next episode that we'll be recording soon is going to be about mary sue's i'm very excited about that uh, i'm and you can... so excited about that <laughs> and you can check that out at i will fight you on uh pretty much anywhere you find podcasts as well as youtube now annie are you going to discuss the two acceptable colors for mary sue eyes which are gray like thunderstorms or violet 
I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about with Mary Sue eyes, with, with this word eyes. Uh, Mary Sue's have orbs. <laughs> uh, I guess this would be a good time to mention that I'm also on uh, the latest episode of the Jim Jam, talking oh. about the presidential dilemma, which is one of my favorite episodes of that show. The one That's that true. I always have a really America? good time. <laughs> no, because 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 uh, a dilemma implies two choices and there's <laughs> not really two choices in this election. Good point. Mr. Chris has a, Chris has also been in a couple other episodes in there as well. We've had a pinch hit for our third host uh, every so often. He's also, if you're not familiar with uh, Gem of the Holograms, we also have a primer episode uh, right at the beginning of season two that gets you uh, right in where you need to go. And Chris helped us out with that one too. So uh, if you want to know about Gem, just mwah, magnifique. Check that out. Awesome. No, I'm going to I'm going to promote one more of Annie's projects. Oh my! If I can. Okay. okay. You, I believe, have a Patreon goal right now, where yeah. uh, you, Kit, and Mac will descend into what you are calling Otome Hell. Ah, we've actually changed that name recently. We're thinking of calling it now. Date me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where that is a podcast, or is it a is it a video series? Uh, we'll be doing video series for that. Uh, but you're going to be playing uh, Japanese dating sims. So every time I get a press release about an Otome game, which happens a lot and I don't know why, I just immediately forward it to Annie. Uh, I've already picked up a couple of them on sale. I'm going to date a butler. <laughs> <You're not> butlers? <laughs> I'm going to date a butler. I'm going to date an idol, a celebrity. There's probably a prince in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. The best part is that... Uh, Kid has volunteered to be the person who is mostly behind the controls for this, uh, but Kid is gay and ace, uh, so these, so most of these romances uh, she is fundamentally uninterested in. Now, what was the line in the Butler one? Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Now I need to look in my emails. It was. It was. Sometimes your Butler will seduce you softly. Sometimes forcefully. That's a weird uh, thing for a Butler to do. I think. And especially since I can't help just imagine it's Alfred. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, 100%. Yep. <laughs> uh, so nice. definitely check out all of Annie's uh, projects. She is fantastic, and uh, your co-hosts are also fantastic. So, uh, Jordan, where can everybody find us? I'm on Twitter, at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. Uh, our producer, Jake Mason, he's on Twitter, at JJ underscore Mason. He's got three other podcasts. He's got The Morphin Grid. He's got Pokemon World Tour, and he's got Pokemon World Tour United. Am I got, am I uh, doing this right? Pokemon World That's Tour correct. United is sort of ramped into Pokemon World Tour. There's also Gascast, and I think he's Whoa. working on making like two more. Cause yeah, cause he's also started another one with a couple other folks uh, where they do role plays, role play games. I don't remember what that one's called yet. That's awesome. That one's called Cool Kids Table. It is co-hosted by Shannon Maynard, former guest of Sailor Business. It's on iTunes right now. And GasCast, if anyone is wondering, is not about petroleum byproducts. It's about games and sports shows. Like Nick Gas. Remember Nick Gas? We talk about Legends of the Hidden Temple a lot. He's a machine. Well, well, definitely check him out on Twitter, where I'm sure he will mention all of the podcasts he works on. Follow him there. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. In January, I'll be on a boat for four days. Oh, yeah. You can that. find me there. Hey, you can also buy our T-shirts 
at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. That's T-E-E-T-O-K-I. There's currently a Hell Yes Maraud t-shirt that is badass. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know what the next T-shirt is going to be. I think I, I think we're I think Christina Murdoch might be designing a Bob Floyd T-shirt for oh us. I don't know for sure. It might be Bob but Floyd. Think, it also might be eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. It might be that one. That's one of Christina's. And we have uh, somebody else is designing us a pizza coffee shirt. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. Did I not send that to you? It's going to no. be awesome. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, so that's the monthly Sailor Business T-shirt club at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. So yeah, I'm on Twitter and Tumblr there. The show's on Twitter, at Sailor Business. We'll post uh, about new episodes, and you can interact with us there. Uh, You can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com if you have anything that won't fit in a tweet, or you have any answers to questions we might have had or questions you'd like to send us, or if you are interested in being a guest on the show. uh, I am currently scheduling uh, the first bit of S. I finally found a new notebook to keep track of all that stuff in after the the big move. That's everything. We'll be back next week for another episode alongside Cat Cool as we watch. <laughs> you don't even know. He doesn't know. The final battle between light and dark, pledge of love for the future. It was in my notebook, you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of the last episode of season two. Kind of. And until then, close the show. (laughs) I I was in the process. Uh, So anyway, I just wanted to talk about some other things. Oh no, wait! Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.